Hallelujah. In the name, oof, that's it right there. Amen. In the name, Jesus. That's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch what he does tonight. Watch what he does tonight. Yeah, we'll tell her this is different. I'm not praying over her. I'm giving her something that sets her free. It's completely different. I was down in uh, Tuscaloosa, and this lady said, okay, so that was the most different prayer I've ever had. I said, oh, maybe it wasn't a prayer. She said, it wasn't? I said, no, I put something into you. It's a difference. Amen? Pray prayers or minister the Spirit. And that's going in that cloth right now. Hallelujah. No, there's great hope. Yeah, yeah. And the way you tell your daughter what I said yeah. and what I look like when I said it means everything. Yes. Right? Because yes. it either destroys what wants to work or it brings life to it. You might need to laugh a little bit on the way home, all right? <laughs> all right? Amen. That's really, really good. Really good. Amen. Lift your hands again just for another moment. Come on. Sense God. Feel God. Believe God. Man, we're good at this. We're believers. We didn't create ourselves. He made us this way so that we can connect with Him. As easy as the physical man breathes air, the spiritual man believes God. I'll say it again. As easy as the physical man breathes air, the spiritual man believes God. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. 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 Okay, this will be real easy. From the waist down. There's a lot of things that could include. From the waist down. Come on up here. You hear it, you run up. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Aaron. Amen. Well, what's going to happen to you tonight? Yeah? Well, maybe that's a lie. Maybe you can. I had this girl in a meeting. She was really buffed, you know. She was strong. You could tell she was an athlete. Come to find out she had a scholarship uh, to one of the local colleges for softball. But she came up to me, she said, look, my college career is over. She said, I can't lift my arms above my, my shoulders. Doctors don't know what's wrong. I said, well, maybe you can. And she said, well, that'd be great. <laughs> and I said, well, you can. And then she said, well, I told you I can't lift my arms above my shoulders. And this is what I said. I said, well, what if you could? She said, that'd be great. I said, well, maybe you can. She goes, well, look, I can't lift them above my shoulder. So I said, well, what if you could? She said, well, that'd be great. I said, well, maybe you can. She said, I told you I can't lift my arms above my shoulder. And then she asked me, she said, what'd you do to me? I said, I kept your heart open long enough for God to actually touch you. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. And what if it was true? Uh, 
<laughs> put your hands on your belly. Aaron will put her hands on you. Jesus, thank you for meeting the need and the heart desire of this woman. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, but right now there's something going into you, amen, hallelujah, that's just so wonderful and free, just breathe a little bit, just do what you're doing, breathe a little bit more, and just feel that presence go up and down your spine, hallelujah, and just get into those rods and dissolve them, praise the Lord, so that you can bend right now, oh, that's it, you can bend right now, oh, I see it, you can bend right now. I see it. You can bend right now. Hallelujah. Bend over. Bend over. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. When's the last time you've done that? It's been a while. Been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. There was a catch in my gullong. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you you wouldn't do that two more times without wanting to run around this room. So get to going. That's it right there. Amen. See ya. You ready? Yeah. I got a bad knee. Bad knee. Yep. Hey Amen. What's that good knee feel like? Good. That left one. Bend that left one. How's that one feel? Good. Does God make bad knees? No. Maybe the right one feels just as good as the left one does now. What's happening, brother? I think you're being healed right now. Yeah. Huh? It's that song said the evidence is all around. It is. Yeah. It's happening right now. Lord, thank you for healing this knee. Amen. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Praise God. Now take that presence with you and go do something back there. Jump. Yeah, yeah. Go, go on the back. Enjoy that new knee. What about you? Are you doing the same thing? I had surgery and it's just not going back. Yeah, well, if we grab our hands here, Aaron, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just release that wonder. Well, praise the Lord. I wanted to say a little bit more, but he jumped to, to it faster than I could say it. So I'm very aware right now, and that's what this is all about. We need your presence, Lord. Well, we have his presence. Well, what's the difference then? Becoming aware of his presence. The thing you become aware of is the thing that you can use. The thing you're not aware of is usually what you miss. Think about that. When you're a little tiny kid and your parents said, Honey, did you see that? I didn't see anything. Then they grow a little bit older and say, Honey, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. And now they get old enough where they're saying to you, Dad, did you see that? Because as you get older and you mature, you begin to see more. Same thing with a spiritual child. They see only so much. And then as they grow older, they start to see more. And then they realize, has that been around me all the time? Wow, I was missing a lot years ago. And all of a sudden, you begin to see, and it becomes more real. And while I'm talking, I'm just giving God a chance to do some things. So start to bend a little bit with me. Amen. And see that it's not near what it was, and the healing's already manifesting in your body. I mean, it ought to, right? If it's going to be a healing, it ought to actually be experienced. Otherwise, it's what? Nothing. Right? Now, that doesn't mean we don't, by faith, believe, but our faith is substance, right? 
Sometimes we act like our faith is just mystical. No, Jesus said through the Apostle Paul, our faith is the substance. Amen. So even if for some reason someone doesn't instantly sense something happen in the body, you've got substance in your faith to produce that. That's the reason why you wouldn't stop moving. Because it wouldn't be faith if you stopped. Well, I didn't feel anything. Well, then you didn't believe anything to begin with. Because someone that's all in and believes it, all they're going to do is keep on moving, keep on moving, keep on moving, because they've already accepted the idea that it's so. Right? Now, when you help people and when you talk about the presence and the anointing being real, you begin to help them to realize there's something for them to put their faith in. It's not their ability, it's God's ability. Now do it with me again and watch how much. Praise the Lord. Huh? Isn't that pretty cool? Huh? You can do that on your own now. Yeah, yeah. You watch how quickly that just mends. Watch, watch this. Jesus. Well, that was just so delightful. Amen. Just take a little nap. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You ready? Yeah, yeah, in the name. Thank you. Amen. Well, the anointing is just getting so really nice right now. Just take this, brother. In the, that's it right there. In the name of Jesus, what you came for has been touched by God. Hallelujah. That knee, is that what the problem was? That brace right there? Part of it? Yeah. All kinds of stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, is God... Only big enough to do one thing, or can he like do it all? Yeah, and he just did. I reckon there's something different about that knee right now. I bet you you could walk around and come back here and tell me it's not at all like it was when I came up. Why don't you walk around and come back and tell me? Amen. For the young one? Wonderful Jesus, thank you, Lord. We release him from any difficulties from the waist down in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now take this. Take it like a present. In the name of Jesus, just be healed, whatever that was, from the waist on down in Jesus' wonderful name. Take that. That's a mandate. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, I'm messing with you, but amen, amen. You just needed that. You needed that. Right there. You needed that. Praise the Lord. That's it right there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it. Hallelujah. Just take some of this. Jesus, that's it right there. Just that's it. In the name. Wow, you were the lady this morning that came here with all kinds of things. And he's been setting you free all day, hasn't he? Where's your little friend? Problem. Don't don't need it right now, though, do you? Amen. And I've seen people work with that in a lot of different ways. I've seen some people take it off. They'll never, ever go back to it. I've seen some people take it off. Then maybe five minutes later, they take a little bit of uh, oxygen. Then they'll take it off. A little bit of oxygen, take it off. And then they find out they don't need it as much for the next hour. And they just work with it back and forth. Amen. There's no perfect way to do it. Jesus is healing you. Amen. 
And ultimately, thank God you don't ever need that again. But the same Jesus is touching your lungs and showing you how powerful he is. Touch that hip and that back because I remember you this morning. Maybe, just maybe, that hip is a whole lot better than it was. You could tell? Yeah, yeah. Put your hands, put your hands there. My wife will put her hands on you. Amen. If there was a little accident or something, oh, glory! I feel that, and I'm not even you. She ain't touching me, but I'm feeling that coming off of you. Amen. You're getting a truckload right now. I hope you know. Amen. And don't take everybody's. We still got be more people to work with. But you got more than enough. Paul questioned that, and he said, my grace is sufficient. The word sufficient is more than the, me the measure of need. You've got more than you would actually need for complete restoration. So use it, enjoy it, and then give some away because you got a lot of extra. Okay? Hey, brother, amen. For some reason, I just want to slap your hips, and just Jesus is going to, in Jesus' precious name, brother, from that mo moment, mm. Mm, mm, mm. So you kept on smacking him. He's a big guy. He can take that. No, God kept on touching him. Amen. Hey, you were in the line. How's that knee doing? All right. I mean, you don't have to stand on one leg all the time, do you? Good, good. Amen. Hey, sweetheart, can we pray for you? She's really nice. Can she put her hands on you as we pray? Let her do that right now. All right? Wonderful Jesus. We just command. I'm not praying. I'm not just releasing. I'm demanding. She don't have anything to do with it. She did more than enough by letting you bring her. Let her body be completely well from this night forward. We in agreement? Oh, in agreement. Amen. Amen. All right, come on. We've got a few more people, all right? Hey, you, you fixing on getting some? Yeah, yeah. You wore your running shoes. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Amen, amen. You must have been expecting ahead of time. We'll take some of this right here in the name. That's it. Wow, wow, amen. It's, it's just flowing right out of our hands. That's it right there. Brother, and the, glory, 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 glory. If by chance he did it again to you, not only this morning, but again tonight. You are not the same person. Amen. Amen. I can see that. Hey, what do you need? Right knee. Right knee. Six he had what now? Six knee surgeries. Six knee surgeries. Well, don't you think it's time to, to quit? Amen. That's a bad addiction. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Put your hands in my hands. Let Aaron put it. Ooh, put your hand on that knee, huh? In the name of Jesus. This will be it. This will be it. This is your seventh surgery. Seven is the number for God. And it's the, la it's the last one you'll need. And it's free. Amen. When the surgeon asks, how come your knee's so perfect? Say, I got my answer at church. Wow. Now, you won't go 10 steps without noticing what Jesus just did. You can even tell, well, then go down that aisle, come back here and let me know. 
Where's my gentleman friend that, that was going to walk around the room and then come back and let me know? Yeah, yeah, you can't get away. <laughs> Amen. Ladies before gentlemen, lady, dear ma'am, if you come up here, let me know. You stand right there. What is You still a pain? A little bit on a scale of 10, what, how much? An eight. Well, that's a lot. That's not acceptable, right? Okay. Did you sense that presence go in? Okay, well, let's do something a little different. Grab my hands and just say it with me. Lord, I'm not going to try. Give me your hand. Let's walk. You'll see what he's done now. There a difference now? Hmm? Yes. Yeah. Did you need to maybe get out of the way? Yes. Yeah. Guess what? Everyone in this room, including myself, we're all trying to get out of the way. God's never had a problem being God. He just needs us to let go. It's hard to let go when we've been fighting it ourselves. Six surgeries. You've kind of had to fend for yourself. Now you've got a big brother. Did it for you. And you won't hurt anymore. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you walk back and forth? In fact, you may even want to run back and forth if you'd like. You, you can do it. Yep. Go ahead and just move real quick. And yep. Praise the Lord. Hey, hey, you. What's going on? Hmm? I can't stand this bracelet. Well, I can't stand it either. I was getting ready to pull it off myself. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So for a second, does everyone mind if I just enjoy myself up here for a moment? Are you learning things while we're doing this? So, you are an open book. One look at you, and I knew you'd get your healing. One look at you, and I knew that you know how to find the real you. You're in touch with your heart. No facades, not trying to be anything. You're just you. And you've accepted you. God loves you. And you can come up here and just be wide open. I knew that. And I'm saying that in front of everybody because that's how we all have to be. Stop caring about what anybody thinks. Let go of our aspirations and our desires and just find Jesus to be the only thing we care about. And then you won't have a problem ever receiving from the Lord. And you didn't. And you never will. Amen. So take some more of this. Father, thank you for showing me what faith looks like. In this man. Thank you for touching him. In your precious name. Wow. That's good, my brother. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Take some of that. You felt that go into him. Now take that to you. 
Jesus, wonderful name. Take some of that right there, brother. Jesus' name. Amen. Take some of that. That's right. That's right. You can go ahead and just let that work. Jesus' name. Take some more of that right there, brother. Hallelujah. 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 Fire. Thank you, Lord. Take this right now in the name. Ooh, glory. Fire. That's right. Jesus comes on that man. Amen. Hallelujah. Take some. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Are you, is that your mama? You know what? You know what? You can encourage her from now on to just get going. Say, Mama, Jesus healed you. Get your giddy up. You know what I mean? I mean, get going. Right? Because you don't have to be careful with her anymore. You know why? Jesus just healed her. Mama, you're so healed, you can't stand yourself. Come on, I'll show you. I'll show you. You can move and be pain-free this very second. Check yourself and see. Yeah. Yeah, just enjoy. Work with it. Work with it. Work with it. Don't even worry about it. It's not you. It's him. So just enjoy it. Work with it. You leave here changed tonight. <laughs> yeah, don't even look at it. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. He's just, he's done something for you. Amen. Did you see what happened to that lady this morning? She came back tonight without her, without her little friend. You know what I mean? But did you see what happened this morning? We ran. And she wasn't even breathing hard because she was paying attention to her back and complaining about her hip, which is better already. And now she got touched. But did you see what happened? When she dismissed the thing that was staring her in the face, God then could come in and do something. This fellow came to me and he said, so my shoulders healed and my knees healed, but what about the ringing in my ear? I said, when you came, when you came tonight, were you thinking about your shoulder and your, and your, and your knee? He said, no, I can live with that. I just need the ear. I said, well, if you can think about your ear the way you were thinking about your shoulder and your knee, I said, God will heal your ear. And all of a sudden, the light bulbs went. I said, lay hands on me. I barely touched me. He said, well, it just disappeared. Because he built the ear up so high, God couldn't get through. But the shoulder and the knee, he'd done forgot about that. And God was able to take care of what he wasn't in the way of. See what I mean? Hey, Amen. I think you two need to just go for a little walk, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Hold her up, guys. There's more here than just a healing. There's a new fire. <laughs> There's a new fire. And angels will become normally seen and experienced. And your eyes will begin to open like a prophetess. And you'll begin to see in the Spirit. And you'll begin to know by the Holy Ghost. And there'll be a boldness that will overtake you. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, in, fact, in the midst of it, you'll do things and you'll look back later and think, oh, dear Jesus, did I do that? And everybody will say, yes, you did. And you just want to almost hide. But in the midst, you'll be full of fire. Woo. Woo. Glory. Amen. I mean, I could be done right now, and it would be good enough.
the way the presence of the Lord was on her. Amen. But you take some more. Jesus' name. Take that. Yep. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take that right there in the name of Jesus. Take some more of that in Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Be healed. That's it right there. Healed in the name. Don't sit on the little guy. Healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Healed in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, everybody. Lift your hands for a moment. <laughs> what a way to start a service. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, turn to somebody, shake somebody's hand, and you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your wonder. That's it. There you go. Just do something you and I know you can do really well. This very second, believe. I believe it's over. I believe it's healed. I believe it's gone. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. That's really good. Amen. Amen. Well, is everybody doing okay? <laughs> wow, that was fun. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A lot of things happen in the midst of all of that that actually can teach us some things, right? Hey, you young folks, you get ready. We're laying hands on every one of you. Amen. You'll come to tomorrow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jesus is so wonderful, right? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Just waiting for another moment. Yeah, everything we're doing here this weekend is just to stir ourselves up about the presence of the Lord, the reality of God. Paul told his young apprentice, Timothy, he said, there's a fire been given to you. And I know that because the presbytery laid their hands on you and put something in you. He said, but you got to stir that up. Right? God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a spirit of mastery, a sound mind. Amen. And so we need to stir some things up. Praise the Lord. And sometimes you do that by praying in other tongues. Sometimes you do that by meditation of the Word. Other times, put some music on and just get quiet and worship and sense the presence of God. Other times, you come to a meeting like this and there's impartations, not only in what's said, but also is what's distributed by the presence of the Lord. And things begin to stir inside your heart. And then you wake up the next day and, and things are a little different. And if you'll continue to stay with that, it'll just grow and grow and grow until God becomes more real. Folks, it's really very simple. It's like old-fashioned balance scales. You've got the flesh and the world distorted, and it was turned toward the world because of Adam's sin. God didn't create Adam to live out of his flesh. The flesh is the third part of who you are. You could say it like this, the flesh is the tag-along. Yeah. 
It just says which way, where are we going, and when. Yes, sir. The flesh doesn't tell you what to do. Wigglesworth used to say, I never ask Wigglesworth how he's feeling. I tell him. What was he trying to say? I'm living out of my heart. And even though my body wants to say this, it will change. It does anyhow. How often does your body change? One moment you hurt, the next moment it's not so bad. Well, make up your mind. Are we going to hurt or are we going to actually be okay? It can't make up its mind. You need to do that for it. Your body's not supposed to think. You're supposed to do its thinking. You're a spirit. You're connected with a soul. But you live in a body. And we've allowed the world to train us as being body ruled. God made Adam for his spirit to connect with God. When Adam sinned, the soul ascended and the body then became, if you will, in a position of leadership where the body now got connected to the world. How fast did it take the body connected to the world to mess things up? Well, three chapters. And there was more time involved in those three chapters, but three chapters. Adam sins, and by chapter 6, God's talking to the only righteous man on the earth named Noah and telling him to build a boat. That didn't take long. Notice what it said about his generation. They were doing evil continually, which means what? They were following the dictates of their flesh continually which means they lost all the idea that they were a spirit connected to God. Why do you think we have a Bible? The Bible is not plan A. Don't lose your salvation over that. When God breathed Adam into a body and he came alive, he wasn't looking at a book. He was looking directly into the eyes of God, which means it's possible to actually be aware of your physical surround surroundings with your flesh and be completely aware of God out of your spirit. And that's the way God made us to be. Spiritually conscious of Him, connected to Him, while we still function very well from our body being connected to the world or to the physical world, not man's world. Remember, if I, you got to uh, make a distinction between those. Man's world is a distortion of truth. That's why you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen? Amen? And Jesus said the devil has no truth in him. He's a liar from the beginning. So he's not going to help you to find God. He's going to help you to find more of your flesh. And then you just ruin your life. Now think about, ever since that happened in the garden, think about how many things we accept as truths that are nothing more than a distortion. Do you see Adam and Eve cooking in the garden? No. Why? God did all that for them. Did they have to make their own clothes? No, they were wearing the glory. They did have clothes even though they were naked. And before they sinned, they weren't ashamed. Because they weren't seeing nakedness, they were covered in glory. The last Adam showed us what the first Adam looked like. We looked at that this morning. He began to worship and all of a sudden glory came all over him. 
Well, that was Adam and Eve's clothing. That's what drew the devil toward them. He used to be the anointed cherub, Ezekiel 28. But he's a loser. And he lost the anointing. And after he lost it and fell like lightning to the earth, he realized what that anointing actually helped him to experience. Because once you've lost it and you don't have any of the things that you had before when you had it, then you realize, I guess it wasn't me. And now he's walking around and he sees two bright lights that reminded him of what it looked like to see God as he walked through the fiery stones up in heaven. And when he looked at these two creatures, they looked just like God. They were like many gods. And they were clothed in glory. And he knew you cannot touch them if you don't have the glory, and they do. Hmm? So what does he want to do? Well, remember, he's a what? Loser. Or for you, it would be this way. Loser. <laughs> so he knows how to lose the anointing. He's good at that. So he helped to maneuver them to be disobedient to do what? To lose the anointing. And in the process, they actually gave him the rights to the authority. And God told him, the seed of this woman's going to crush your head. And Satan realizes the only thing that can crush my head is the glory. So the seed of this woman is going to be what? Anointed. But he doesn't know which seed. So immediately he goes after the seed that seems more likely Abel. And Cain kills Abel. Because he doesn't know which one. And then the anointing pops up on this king and that king and on this judge and that judge and on this prophet and on another prophet. And the devil's just like going bat crazy. Why? Because every time he puts one light out, another light comes out. And he realizes which one is the real one. And Jesus went under the water came up out of the water. Heaven splits, and a dove comes out of heaven. And the glory comes on him. And if that wasn't enough, God said, here he is, make my day. Not only did God honor Jesus and then magnify his son in front of others, he also said, you've been looking for him? Here he is. Let's see what you can do. And Jesus started down to the Jordan Cafe because he had just been. When you preach, you can make up your story. <laughs> to the Jordan Cafe because he had just gone through his ordination service and he was expecting a nice dinner. And the Holy Ghost said, that's the wrong way to go. You need to go this way. And he said, is there going to be any food? And the Holy Ghost said, well, that's actually a little bit of a problem. But just keep going with me. Where are we going? It's going to be a real dry place. Like, how long are we going to be there? Uh, 40 days. What am I going to do there? Well, you're not going to eat anything. And then you're going to get in a fight. I'm going to do what? Yeah, you're going to get in a fight. There's going to be three punches. And you're going to come out victorious. See, he was full of the Spirit. Then he was led by the Spirit. What you get full of, you'll be led by. Yeah. 
So why are we talking about where is your connection? The balance scale. In other words, what you focus on, you gain strength and awareness to. Because if you gain awareness and strength to the Spirit, you'll begin to develop in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, when someone says, man, do you feel the Lord? You say, yeah, I felt him about five minutes ago. Versus you sit there and someone goes, man, I can feel the presence of God. And you're thinking, man, if I, I don't feel anything. And some people have e even gotten mad over that because they didn't feel something somebody else did. And again, when we say feel, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to physically feel. You sense His presence on you. That's a spiritual sense. If somebody came in the room up behind you like this, you could sit. Sometimes, right? Well, if God's like living inside of you and He's bigger than the universe, how does He get all in there? Right? Come on. If for some, some reason Jonathan was able to jump inside my skin, I'd be a lot bigger. And guess what? I would know it. How can God get in us and we not know it? That's the power of being made in the image and likeness of God. The thing you desire to be becomes. And the thing you desire not to be doesn't. Even if God lives in you, you can shut them down until you live just like a regular mortal. A regular mortal? I mean we're not a regular mortal? No. That's why Paul talked about you're acting like mere men. In other words, you're acting like everybody else does who's not been ascended with Christ, seated at the heavenly places, with Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's a real man. That's a real human. Somebody that doesn't have God in them, that's not a real human. It's not the original design. And we've accepted so many things that aren't necessarily so. Like so Adam and Eve are pushed out of the garden. Pushed, Yeah, they didn't walk out. God had to drive them out. The word means with force that cannot be withstood. So there were, there were heels in the sand going, no, no, don't drive us out. Shh. And there's tracks. Boom, they're out. And an angel comes with flaming swords to protect what? The tree of life. Because God didn't want them to eat of the tree of life in a fallen state or they would forever be fallen. And if they produced a race, it would forever be fallen. The law of Genesis. Everything reproduces after it's... Mm -hmm. So he had to remove them from the garden. Now, interestingly, they accepted their fate. I'd have tried to get in the back door. I'd have been looking to see if there was a seam that we could have somehow gotten underneath. They never tried anything. They just accepted their new world paradigm completely shifted and they went with it that part i don't understand but now they've got to like fine clothes i mean god did give them leather i like his taste <laughs> amen so it didn't like wear out right away but they still had to find clothes they had to find shelter and they had to learn how to what make food and maybe Adam put a makeshift counter together that had all kinds of edges on it, and Eve was trying to keep from, you know, burning the water, and she went around oh, and hit her hip on, on the corner. And what have we learned that you say when you hit your hip really hard? You say what? Ow. But it was the first time anyone had ever said ow. So Adam didn't understand ow. And he said, well, why would you say that? Because it hurts. 
he didn't understand hurt yet. So I said, what does that mean? Let me look at it. And then it was all like a strawberry, all bruised. I said, wow. How'd you get that again? I hit my hip on that dumb counter you made me. So Adam, he doesn't have really a clue of what it feels like. He doesn't have any reference point for it. So he goes over there and just goes, okay, I'm going to try this. And bam. And now guys are never as good as ladies are with pain. Right? So he didn't just say, ow. It's like, ah. It's like he's dying. Ow. Ow. She said, I told you, it hurts. Now, we think that's kind of humorous to a degree. But the problem is, after 4,000 years, now we're even telling our children, don't do that. You could get an owie, and it will hurt. And we have things in our medicine cabinet to try to help us because we're already expecting to have hurts because it's a part of the fabric of our society. But God never created that. Hmm. That's very interesting, isn't it? And then, of course, you know, you get on up in some years and you turn 50 and you get up one day and go, oh, wow, my back is really hurting me today. I wonder how I slept. And all you need is one of your kids to say the obvious, but, Dad, you're getting old. You think, wow, yeah, 50, that's when it starts happening. Start feeling, oh, you start feeling those pains. Who, who, who said? Who said? That at that age, that's. And then one day you're somewhere around that age and you go to read and your eyes go. And you think, what just happened? I can't read that. And then you pull it away like this and whoa, I can read it way out there. And then someone says, Dad, you're getting old. Yeah, yeah. The oldest man that ever lived is who? Methuselah. 969 years. If someone would have told him that he was going to hurt like we do at 50 and have all kinds of complications and he knew he was going to live another 916 years, he would have said for sure, shoot me. <laughs> right? Because it's all a part of our society. And then they come out and say, there's a virus. And we all got masks on. You can't hear anybody talk anymore. And you can't read their lips. So you don't know what anybody's saying. And everywhere you go, you got to say, huh? Huh? What? And people are still doing it like there's still a plague. And even the Pentagon took away the mask. And now you're going to find out all these little rascals behind the scenes. How they manipulated this thing. Well, brother, you better not go there. All I can say is, if you think like that, pray and ask God for eyes to see. Because there are a lot of things happening behind the scenes, and we do not know it. And all of us have one thing in common. We are their pawns. And if we care about this generation over here, us parents ought to push back. Amen. 
Amen. But spiritually speaking, where was the church in all of this? Now, hey, I'm not getting on your case. I'm just posing some questions. The most important thing in math is not having an answer that you don't know how to get to. It's being able to solve a problem. Because as long as you can solve it, it doesn't matter what numbers are put in there, you can come up with the right answer. Well, the same way you work a problem spiritually is the way you ask questions. You've got to ask the right questions then your heart will begin to get answers. And us Christians don't ask questions. We accept things just like the world does. Because we've been, if you will, with Christ living in us, we've got a full immunity from all sickness and all disease. And we don't have to work at getting that to work. Remember, we're believers. So if you declare, I believe that, then it'll work. Now, it doesn't work while you hide in your bedroom and don't ever go out. It works when you on purpose put yourself right in the position for people to breathe on you and say, let's dare you to, dare you to, to, to put it on me. Faith is bold, folks. Faith considers that God is the answer. And it's willing to put itself in any situation and boldly declare what you actually expect.